Welcome back to 3BM, where you got Kevin and Gene here. Hey, welcome back, families, to 3BM, where we as men are living out our purpose and calling so we can glorify God. All right, Kevin, what are we talking about today, bud? Man, today I'm excited for this episode. So this episode, we're focusing on the day after the wedding. The day after the wedding. Yes, because we prepare so much for the day of our wedding, but we really don't focus on the years, which is the marriage. Like, in, in this society, we focus a lot on the wedding and not the marriage, we don't prepare as much as we do prepare for the day. So I'm getting excited into this episode. That's We're going to crazy. Jump into. So do men, do men spend a lot of time preparing for the day? Absolutely not. <laughs> the night, the, they just prepare for the night. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they don't prepare for the day, but they prepare for the night. Everything else is yes, dear. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, we want to talk about the fact of preparing for the wedding. Also, we want to touch on the aspect of like, what's the biblical definition of love? Mm. I tell you this, it's definitely not the Disney version of love. <laughs> There's no, uh, no happily ever afters and yeah. no uh, running into the sunsets. Huh? For sure, for sure. But also I want to touch on, uh, here at 3BM, one of our main goals is to create community. And one of the ways, or the many ways we can do it, is to, one, to hit us up on our hotline, which is 816-239-0410, or you can email us at 3BM at d7lp.com. We're also on all the social, all on social media sites with Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, etc. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys. And anything that you mentioned to us, the guys, we would definitely love to share your thoughts and opinion on the episode that's coming up. Yeah, so let's just get right into it. For sure, for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited for this ep- for this this conversation because I feel like it needs to be had. So, so I have to ask you. Yep. Did you have some false expectations of how it was going to look like? And I'm going to go a step farther than the day after, but yeah. When you got back from your honeymoon, did you have some false expectations of what day one Mr. and Mrs. John Paul was going to look like? False expectations? Honestly, to be honest, I don't think I had any expectations because I didn't have <laughs> no really solid example to look to. Like, hmm, okay. this is how it's going to look like. It was all, I guess, yeah, of course we all have expectations. Like, But I don't think I had anything that was like, oh, this how this how it should be. It was just more of like, I, I think maybe it's supposed to be like this or maybe not be like this or... So let me let me uh, like you didn't have any specific like roles in mind for for your wife when you got home like this is what she's gonna do and this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, I mean let me let me, see, let me see if I can think back. Far as roles like no because I think for us we we discussed that of how how that's gonna look like like beforehand. Sure. Yeah. We discussed like, that, but yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Did, did that unfold the way you discussed? What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> far as the, how the roles like what do you mean like far as roles in the particular yeah. household everybody, like everybody everybody took up. The roles perfectly in, and every day one was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like far as roles goes, like you might for who takes out the trash, who makes the dinner, like you talking about those particular things, or sure. I mean, if that's what you guys discussed, I I wasn't privy to that conversation, so you have to right. clue me into um, the conversation as you guys had pre marriage versus this, in the marriage. Yeah, this is what six years ago. So uh, I know. It's, yeah, you six. I got to take back ten. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember us having those conversations. Like, okay, what? What, what what roles or what we going to do? I think for our style was okay. This is what you're going to be doing. As far as maybe cooking the food, I would take out the trash. Uh, far we we decided that far as the finances that I'll be look that I'll be like superseding the fight. Like far as the big picture finances, but she would be doing like the more sort of day to day because she has a a degree in accounting. I was like, it'd be stupid for me to <laughs> to look at the day to day books with. Um, that's a, that's a good point though, what? right there. In and of itself, like we as men always think like. Well, I'm the I'm the boss, right? Like I yeah. gotta be my hands gotta be over everything. Yeah. And, but sometimes like you gotta understand your strengths and weaknesses. So yeah. in that perfect sense. She has a degree in accounting, so mm-hmm. it would really not make sense. Like no matter how good you think you are at <laughs> right, finance, right, right. you ain't CPA good. No, you ain't you're not you're not you're not CPA good. That's that's a great yes. point. So you that that was a wise yeah. decision on your part right. to regulate that responsibility. No, but that's true. Like let any smart boss out there, you know that you have to hire for your weakness. If you're in a corporation or a business, or let, even if you sell lemonades, if you don't know how to make lemonades, bro, you better yeah. hire somebody to make lemonades. Like let's it's be facts. real. That's facts. So you got you got. So I had to put my ego to the side. I had to put my. Uh, it's okay. This is what you're doing. I'm doing. I'm trying to really think back. You know, it's, everything's such like a blur because such it's so many things that happened back then. But yeah, we had those different roles. But also, I'm kind of an anomaly in a sense because the first half of my life, I grew up all around, all around women. So it was like I knew, like, I, I I had those 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 things that I had to do that as far as how to learn, how to cook, how to learn how to clean. Those things were there. But then the second half of my life was all around strictly dominated by men. 
So I kind of had the, the the best of both worlds of how to operate. So for me, it was like when I got married, those things came to that. I remember my wife was like, yeah. you, you actually clean better than me sometimes on on far as when we got married and different things like that. I said, yeah, but I'm not going to be cleaning every single day. So <laughs> we, but, I, but I knew I can step in. I knew I can help on certain things that, to clean around the house because I had those skills. You looked her bold in the face and said, I agree, I do clean better than you. No, she was like, she was like that particular day, you clean better. But it was, for her, it was like the plug. Like, well, if you clean better than me, then... That's, this is what you're going to do all the time. It's like, nah, pump your brakes. Just a strong recommendation to avoid yeah. that grenade at all costs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fact. So for us, it was more so of, of okay, this is where you, we're going to fall on our roles. And really, it was honest to get to the point of like, okay, what's in the best interest of the house? So that that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. So it'll be some days where, you know, I got to clean. Or some days I got to, I have to help. Or days I got to go get the groceries. Or days I have to do whatever. Because it was easier back then when we had we didn't have no kids. It was much easier. Sure. But um, it was more so of, these are our roles, but this is what we're doing. But it's not necessarily set in stone depending on the day. Well, the roles was set because this is your responsibility, my responsibility. But it was more also of what's needed in the moment. Um those were just, for, but I'll say for you, like, what, what was the same question? Like, what was, like, two questions, twofold. What was your experience the day after the wedding? And, and second of all, what were some of your expectations that you had? Uh, what some expectations you had the day after the wedding? Yeah, so, I mean, the experience is pretty simple, man. I mean, it, it literally, for my wife and I, I mean, not a lot changed after we got married, like, we had lived together the year prior and, and those kind of things. So, I mean, not, not a significant amount had already changed in that sense for us. Mm-hmm. So we got back from our honeymoon and it was like, oh, it's, it's back to regular life, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, she was pregnant. So we, we had to think about, all right, you know, set up how the family is going to look. What's, you know, are you going to work? Are you going to, these right. kind of things. So we had a lot more we had to discuss and make sure we were on the same page with. That's true. And we did some of that beforehand, but I will say this. Uh, having been married now 10 years, going on 10 years is is this, that everything you think you know and everything you think you agree upon <laughs> is fluid. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, and not in a negative way, I don't mean that in a negative way, but it goes both ways for both people. Like, circumstances happen, you have to adapt to the circumstances mm-hmm. that you happen and so you kind of have to you can't be so rigid in the facet of and i had a hard time with this because i i grew up in a traditional household my mom didn't work and my dad worked yeah and, and uh and so i had that expectation that that's what my wife would had, had a qu- okay that's that's the point i want to ask you you said because you grew up in a traditional household so you had those expectations of like this how yeah. a husband should be this how a wife should be that's yeah. interesting because I can I didn't grow up in there. My part of my life, my dad knew my mom was there, so it was like I grew up very differently. So I, maybe that's that plays a part in me not having those those expectations. But for you, you have that expectation. This is what a man and woman can do, yeah, or and, should do. It, and I and I realize that expectations all that really does is breed problems, right? What do you mean? Even if I tell somebody like this is my expectation of you doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to ascertain that expectation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Women, this is my expectation right? of you. And like, Thou shalt. And then, and then it's a kind of a... So all that... And then if you don't say anything, right? Yeah, well, that's what... It, it just... It right? It just brewing. Then it really causes problems because not what, only have what, you what was, it, what was the expectation you had going into the marriage and you be, and you felt like, okay, I have to be fluent and adaptive because this is not so, so a valid expectation. So this is something that we still joke about now, uh, one because it's not an issue now, but in the beginning, right? So like my wife when she would do laundry. She hey, would, any anybody listening, when you hear somebody <laughs> starts off with in the beginning <laughs> the first part of scripture, you got your eyebrow gotta raise up. Go ahead. In the but, beginning. Yeah, so we would you know, we got laundry to do, right? And yeah. no one no one likes to do laundry. And if you do, give us a shout out. But yeah, I, shout I, us I, out. I hate redundant chores, right? I hate them. Okay. Uh and so does my wife to a certain degree, yeah. right? And so she would do laundry, but she would pick out her clothes out the laundry and wash those mm. selectively and not wash mine. And conversely, when I was like, oh, I need to wash some laundry, I just grabbed a pile of clothes out the out the basket and threw them in the wash. Yeah. Right? And so that was a, that was a sore subject for a short time. Like, I don't understand why you can't just... <laughs> Throw my, my t-shirt, my shorts in there with your your clothes. Like I just don't. I, mean, I didn't get it. These right. are my clothes, son. 
Did you have your old washing detergent separated too? No, no. Like, this is your washing detergent. No. We, you use Tide, you trash, you over here. We we used the same stuff, but it was just like her mentality of like, I'm not going to wash her clothes for you mm. kind of thing. And so it was like, oh, like, I just don't understand that. Like, <laughs> the, they were touching each other, the dirty clothes. Like, yeah. you got to put more effort into separating out yeah. your clothes from mine than you did just grab a handful of laundry and throw. Mm. Of course, you always had the re- response of, of uh, well, I, I don't have as much clothes as you, which is true. Yeah. I, I had a lot more clothes than her. I had a, lar- a larger wardrobe. Right. Uh, but then also, she would say that, well, I needed this specific thing washed, so I had to make sure yeah. that got washed, which is fair. But, I, of course, I my rebuttal to that was like, well, you could have just done all the laundry. <laughs> but <laughs> did she, did, did she, Again, she's not here to defend herself, Gene. So, so, yeah, yeah. But did she ever mention uh, why was that the case where I'm not washing your clothes? So... In the beginning of our relationship, and also, really in the beginning of our married life, it, it was a, like a, I'm not gonna, kowtow to my man and, and do this like mm. wash your own clothes. So it was, deep, it was deeper than just clothes. It was something that <laughs> oh for sure yeah. But then, then it became like a like if you're not gonna do laundry, then I'm not gonna do it for you kind of a thing, mm. which is fair. You know, as I mentioned, I I hate doing those things. Right. So I would leave them. You know. I'm like a typical guy. I'd be like, man, those jeans are clean. I smelt them. They fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's be fair. <laughs> the stuff that we deem is clean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For There's sure. No stains I, on it. It looks good. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm not a ride. I ain't gonna lie. For me, for me, if I, if I got a pair of jeans the day before and I felt okay, I wore these jeans. My my mentality was because growing up poor, you're all right, guys. Judge me if you want to. I could care less. We understand we had to wear things multiple times. Yeah. So I'm not going to wash these pair of jeans the day after I wear them. I'm going to put them to the side, and we're going to wash them. I'm mean, going to wash them after two, three times of use. I'm yeah. not going to wash them the first time, bro. Right. My wife can't stand that. But I'm like, hey, son. But it's just that me, that's the expectation I had grown in. Is like, no, we got to reuse this multiple times, okay? No, I, I feel you on that. But also, too, like, so I wore... The things I, I had to wash on a consistent basis, right? Yeah. Is my undergarments. Oh yeah, you got to so wash like your my, my t-shirt, yeah. my undershort, yeah. my undershirt, and then my my boxer shorts. Yeah, you got, socks, you got, right? you got. That's that's, that's a whole nother level. The, the other stuff, my overshirt, like if it didn't get dirty, yeah, it doesn't smell. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, left that right for a few more days. Yeah, if it's my. If my pants, hey, they're clean. Yeah. They got no stains. They don't smell. Right. They're good to go. Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> my, my, my wife, she has a thing where, let's say, I had, a, again, learning by expect, not expectation, but learning how to know each other in a relationship. She has a thing whereas, uh, let's say she takes, she, she like, she takes a shower for the day and she's clean. If she step outside, she's dirty all over again. She has to take another shower again. I said, What? Do you know how much cubit of water that you using that we wasted just because you went outside? What? Oh, to me, I'm like that's 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 crazy to me. So, so you, you learned she has to take two, three, four showers no, a day. No, yeah. no, when she's in, she's in. She ain't going back out. For me, so we laugh at all the time about that stuff, right? And 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 and. Uh, Call us, hit us up on our hotline. We'll love to hear what are the different quirks and different things that you learned from your spouse that you didn't know before you guys got married. Hit us up at 816-239-0410. One thing that comes to mind for me is that, and and this is not just my wife, I think this is probably a debate with people in general. Like, what side, that question I asked you, what do you put the toilet paper facing up or facing down? We, We don't. We don't even put it on the roller. It just sits on the couch. It's not even a debate. No, some people, it's a debate. For us, it was like, I didn't even know it was a debate. So me, I had it. I never thought about it. Right. People lose their mind. Lose their mind. But for me, of course, for me, I I let it hang down. Because I was like, okay, it's easy for me to pull it when it comes to No, it has to hang up because it's it's less, it's it's more distance away from the ground that it touching the ground or touching something if it's rather facing down. I'm like... Not to get in a crazy... But doesn't it always hang down? Like, no matter which way you you put it, because gravity, like, doesn't it pull it down? It's always facing down? No. (laughs) You you, you have it sitting up over the top rather than sitting down on the bottom. Bro, I'm telling... These are hotly top... (laughs) Hotly debated things, bro. I'm trying to tell you. And I see people, too, that have it, like... You have to have it fold... Like, the end folded. Oh, yeah, man. Or whatever. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm curious... a little extra for my taste. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something I expected. I was like, okay. And it's crazy, because I tell my wife all the time, you were... We was COVID before COVID. She's like, what you mean? As far as my wife, 
how her cleanliness, which I appreciate so much, we were already doing things before COVID happened. Like if we go to the grocery store, she already had a pair of wipes to sanitize like the the grocery cart handle before we even touch it. Or wiper cleaning her hands. At, at, at first, I was like, this is nuts. But when COVID hit, I was like, damn. I understand why you do what you do. People get sick out here and it's like, yo, okay, I get it. I get it. But I had a question I want to ask you far as not like, like one of the things that I've noticed, reason why the divorce rate is so high in this country is that, again, we prepare so much preparation that goes in to the actual day of the wedding rather than the marriage. Like thinking about through some of these things, whether it's premarital counseling. And, and we mentioned before, like, what do you think? Premier counsel is a net negative or a net positive in today's society? Well, that's like a loaded question, right? Because ah. I think it depends on the on the counselor in question, like the one giving the counseling. Okay. And then, and then the people's like receptiveness of that, right? Okay. So like <clears throat> my wife and I did premarital counseling. It was short lived, okay. you know, in the facet of like it was only like a few weeks long. Like how much are you really gonna get from like a 30, 45 minute hour long session? Mm-hmm. You know what have you um i mean it's just not i mean that that kind of premarital counseling is not going to be enough it's not going to really take you anywhere mm-hmm. and, and the other reality is that to me and i can say this i think as a parent is that no one can really prepare you for marriage facts the same way no one can really prepare you for having a kid like no matter how many times somebody tells you how expensive it is or how tired you're going to be or whatever mm-hmm. to be a parent like you really can't grasp that concept till day one of having a baby at home right and you're like oh like, and i mean at home now because the hospital's different the hospital staff helps you out they take the baby <laughs> away like you can get a nurse bed. joy from pokemon <laughs> yeah. come in you you can take you can this get baby. a rest or whatever but yeah once they're home it's just you it's Hello. just you and your wife and yeah. you're gonna sort this out First, I want to say shout out to the grandma and the grandpas out there, the memas and the peepas that <laughs> that help right. that help you out the day after the wedding. I mean, the not the day after the baby comes. Who's I know I know I know some mema and peepas. That's a new term for me. Keep using it. That who was literally stay with them for like five six months and help out with the baby. Yeah, that's that's intense. I mean, you know you know the the privilege of that. that I could just pass off the rock. And oh, you can take man. the fast break and just go down there while I go do whatever I need but to do. But it brings the question, too. Like, what? you better have a good, solid relationship. With yeah, guys, man. Cause yeah, because some of my people honest, ain't those coming. Are, those are probably, probably your wife's parents. Most likely, yeah. Probably. May, maybe. Maybe yeah. your mom's. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, mom's got to take care of a baby boy like that. Yeah. But, right. I, I, I agree. I agree. And I, and I, and I, and I want to touch upon the fact of, like, the expectation when it comes to in-laws, because I think that's part of the wedding as well. Yeah. Even in this country, we don't we don't think as much that when we're marrying. That's another thing. We, when we're marrying somebody, you're marrying into a family. I, I don't. Th- I think it's less apparent in this country because we're so individualistic than other countries around the world. But I want to want to touch upon that. But also to kind of uh, back backpedal a little bit. You mentioned the fact of premarital counseling. You feel like no one, not they really can't prepare you for the marriage, which I agree with. Is there anything from premarital counseling that well, I you thought? Say, I don't want to say it can't. Like it depends. So like. So did you it, did anything help it, you from your premarital counsel that you that you took from you took in your marriage and even now? No, but it, <laughs> but but like I said, our, our, ours was only three weeks long. So yeah, my okay, point being okay. is like, <clears throat> had had we and we had a short engagement, but had we had been engaged for let's say a year, and that through that whole year, yeah, we were doing premarital counseling. I think there could have been some some value in that. Okay. That's not what we. That's not what we experienced, right? So, because of that, I can't. Did you Did you feel like it was a checklist you had to cross off, or when you went? I know well, it was. Sh- one, yeah, I, I know it was the, check. I know it was, sh- it was a short engagement, but yeah. So like our our the pastor that married us wouldn't marry us without oh, doing so, the premarital. So, 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 so we, we had to do. We it. had to do it. Yeah. But man, I wanted to like, and we wanted to do it. Yeah. Because like, I I felt like there was there was value in that, right? Mm. And and mind you, I'm coming from a second. This is my second marriage. So yep. the first marriage we did none of that. Oh, okay. No premarital counseling. We went, got married in a courthouse. Had no no ceremony, nothing. Wow. And and so this time I realized like the ceremony is a little bit important. Yeah. The, why? Why? The the, po- the pregame is a little bit important. Yeah. The postgame is a little bit more important. For sure, you got to ice those knees, baby. Come on. <clears throat> and so like I, and, and the reason why is because if you're not willing to put any effort into it, mm-hmm. I mean you can't really expect to have any kind of great thing. Facts. Right. And Facts. so. You know, if you if you're making dinner, 
And I love ramen noodles, but they don't take any effort to make ramen noodles. It's not the same as having a T-bone steak. That's true, but if you want to talk about the hood ramen noodles, it's, it's different. <laughs> we put in bacon in there. We put in different cheeses in there. Ramen noodles, you man. Can, you can really make ramen. The, but Did they have penitentiary about, ramen noodles? Oh, That's a whole nother level ramen noodles. What? Go but, ahead. But my point being, right, is the more time you put into prep, preparing those ramen noodles, the facts. better they're going to be. Oh, yeah. If facts. you just follow the instructions, hot water, noodle, oh, yeah, seasoning yeah, packet, yeah. you'll live. Yeah. They're going to taste fine. Matter yeah, of fact, yeah. they'll taste all right. Yeah. But... Ain't the same as if you do all the extras, right? True. Ain't the same True. if you put all the little extra pieces in it. Ain't the same as if you cook a steak on a grill. Nah, it yeah. Ain't the same as if you smoke some ribs for facts three, four, five, six hours. You know, it ain't it ain't Thanksgiving dinner. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Where all that time preparation goes into it. Yeah. And so, and that's my whole point, right? Is that you get you get out of what you put in. Agreed. So, Agreed. So if you're not putting any effort in. And I'm not disparaging against somebody who's like, well, I can't afford a wedding and we do a courthouse wedding. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, no, no shade on the, no, on the not, courthouse wedding. I'm not wedding. discounting that. But what I'm saying is my first marriage, we did not, we were engaged for a year. We did nothing. Mm. We didn't plan anything. Yeah. We nothing. Like, we planned yeah. everything two weeks before we were, we, we picked a date arbitrarily wow. and said, all right, this is the day we'll go. And then two weeks before we went to the courthouse and said, can, can we do it? Had to fight through the stuff, yeah. and they dictated the time that we could do it because we didn't make any previous plans. Yeah, you know all this, these extra stuff. We didn't have to go through all that hassle. That's, we made things harder on ourselves because yeah. we didn't plan anything. And then ultimately, that marriage ended in divorce. And why? Because you didn't you didn't put the gum you didn't put nothing in the gumbo. We, we but, didn't put effort <clears throat> in before, and we didn't yeah. put effort in after. No, that's that's true. That's that's interesting. So you're saying, and I, I think that's the the crux of what this whole episode is about. You know, if anybody who's listening there is that like Jane saying, you have to put the work in beforehand. But the amount of work that we put into the day of the wedding, just the time, the money, the energy um, that goes into it. And I'm not saying to disparage you. I think a, a, a dope wedding day is so important. But it's like in our culture, that's what we glorify. And um, and that's and that's what we focus on. But we don't put as much as time into that. Well, you know what made me think about it? It's like you, you can hate him if you want. But I, LeBron James, think about this man. This man is, what, 48 years old. 58. Is he that old? I'm over exaggerating. I don't know how old he is. He probably, he probably like 38. Well, but he's in his 30s at least. This man, this this the accomplishment to him to break the Kareem Abdul uh, 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 Kareem's scoring record is is crazy to me. Thirty eight thousand points. This man averaged. This man averaged twenty. He's, he's still playing. So. He's still playing and counting. But it's like no one can ever. And even Kareem, this man was had the most unstoppable sky hooking ever. Which in the, in the history of the NBA was usually like score all those points, but my point is the fact of what all the preparation that he took all those years of preparing his body to get there. He spends a million dollar on his body every year just to be getting rejuvenated, the icing his knees, the the constant preparation of working out and eating right for over twenty plus years to get him to that point. And then you look at somebody who hasn't put in the work. It was like you haven't even scratched twenty thousand points. And 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 a part of it too is genetics. Don't get me wrong. LeBron is just. A freakish athlete, but you can't take away from the fact that time and the money that he put into it that got him to this point. And it's that like kind of same thing we're saying is that hey, nothing wrong with having that one day wedding being amazing, but you have to prepare for the marriage. Yeah, yeah it's like you have to put way more in there, man. So that's, is, that's is, a good point. Like, are you preparing for a Hall of Fame to be remembered? Are you pre- or- there? It is. Are you preparing for a Hall of Fame marriage, or are you preparing to be a bus? Uh, are you just playing the game? Yeah. Like, there's there's two ways to do it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with playing the game. Nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's a lot of money wasted. But go ahead. <clears throat> but and time understanding and that, heartbreak. The more prepared, you know, and you, you're talking about LeBron, and it makes me think of like how Michael Jordan will talk about all the times like he sat out there missing shots and yeah, you say he put all those time those shots in the hoop just to mm-hmm. to perfect it, right? And, just to make and, that one. Yeah, and like that's the same thing with marriage. Like you're not gonna just because you went to marriage counseling doesn't mean like. When you come out the other side of the wedding, like everything's gonna be perfect because you did marriage counseling. It's not. You're gonna have to right. put the effort in. You're gonna have to put the work in. those those lessons. You're gonna have to dig into scripture together. You're gonna have to do all these things, right? And if you're not doing those things, yeah, then you're just making it harder on yourself. No, you got you have to build the foundation. I think that premarital counsel is one of the foundations, similar to similar to us in our podcast here. The foundations of our podcast is we have four. You know, we have stewardship, we have relationship, we have... What's the other two that we have, Gene, just to give them a plug of what it is? You said... 
stewardship, relationship, relationship. So we got leadership, leadership, spirituality. spirituality. So for us is that having those 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 foundation now, are we able to stop there after the foundation? No, we have to keep building the walls yeah. of manhood with those foundational things. So those those are the same things that is for premarital you know, counseling. You know what's pivotal about that too is that those are not our foundations. Those are God's foundations, right. and they're they're the foundations that are through everything that you do. Yeah, they're the foundations of your marriage. Yeah, the foundations <clears throat> of your work life, the foundations of your ch- church life, your community life. They're yeah, everything that you do. Like, uh, I I was listening to this guy talking about he he's the the reigning Call of Duty champion, if you will, from from around the world. He, he, uh, that's that's a pretty bold thing to right, say. Right, <laughs> I mean, he, he of the won, whole world, he won the championship. So who who who? Now nah, I want to get. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, go ahead. I digress, right? But yeah. he he hold he holds the kill count record and all this stuff. Got a whatever it was a one point six million dollar payday for winning the tournament. And yeah. uh, that's crazy. And, and teachers can't get paid out here. But go but, ahead. Right. But uh, but the guy said, they said, well, how how much Call of Duty do you play? You know, in order for yeah to to win a tournament like this. And he said, oh well, I play like. 70 plus hours of Call of Duty a week. So put Easy. that in. That's that's his job. He, that, that's, he no, that, that, that's his career. Yeah, he he wakes, works more than some doctors work. Yeah, he wakes up and he clocks in and goes to work. <laughs> so like, to think like, and I enjoy a good Call of Duty match, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I'm not on that level. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a weekend warrior on that, but right. like, I, I might play Call of Duty, and I haven't played Call of Duty in years now, but right. they're, they're in and of itself. Like, if I had entered that tournament, I should expect to get the floor wide with me. I shouldn't expect right. to take home the championship title in the, in the check. Like Facts. it wouldn't make sense. Facts. Facts. You know the same thing when the the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Like they mm-hmm. put the work in to get there. Like they didn't. Yep. No one gave that to them. No, no matter how minutes we want to debate that. Like yeah. they earned it. And that's a biblical principle. You sow what you reap. What you yeah. put in is what you're going to get out. So and 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 I I think for me like far as premarital counseling I I do I would agree with you. It has this pitfall depending on the person. For my, I had to go to. I had had, had to have uh, two different pastors give, pre, give us premarital counsel. The first one, I felt like it wasn't as ad, it wasn't adequate or consistent. I wanted to be, but the second one, it helped us because um, it taught us what the purpose of marriage is. It really debunked a lot of the things that we thought the purpose of marriage was. But second of all, it gave us some tools for us to really take with us. And that one wasn't a few weeks. We did it for a few months. It's like more. Let it was me, more like it was more like six months. Quick, yeah. I want to highlight what you just said. That's so pivotal when we're talking about effort being put in but you yep. said we went to two different marriage counselors because the first one yeah didn't deliver what i felt or we felt yeah was what we needed and so we found another one and then right. went through that yeah so we're talking about putting in some effort got to put in the work if that that's one because most of us be like well i did the pre counseling yeah right? Especially guys, I understand we don't want to go to counseling we don't <laughs> want to do it right we don't want to go in there we don't talk right. about our feelings we don't talk about anything facts but you have to, and you you have to you have to be willing to do that, and without doing that, yeah. you're setting yourself up for a terrible recipe. I agree, and I, that's a good point. And if for us, you know, it was more so okay. How do we handle conflict, like, like, because every every marriage will have conflicts. So how do you handle that? So it, it was giving us some basic tools, like for example. They, I remember Dr. Hagar. You, you can't smack her one way. That's true. No, no smacking. That's off the table. That's very true. You know. You know. But one, one thing he said to us, it was many things he was saying. That learning how to fight fair. And some he gave us some basic rules. One thing is that you can, you should. He said that you should never say. Ne- you should never say the never or the or the absolute words. Like you always do this or you never do that because at that yeah. point it was the fighting words. So you you can never go from there. So it was like. Under, that was one thing. Never use the absolute words. The second thing he told us was the fact of um, 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 you have to have like a uh, like a not a peace word, but for example, right? My wife and I, like, we'll never say that I'm sorry for this because like sorry doesn't have any type of responsibility. We will say I apologize, and we have to say what we apologize about. And the other person, know when that comes out, you can't be dismissive of that. So, so it it been times before where uh, let me get this straight. So if you are like, babe, I'm sorry. Yeah. This like, nah. No, I'm she not hearing you because you didn't say you apologize. It's, it's not just in the words. If for us, we know when we hear the words apologize, we we say sorry to each other for sure. But if like it's something that's big, it has to be I apologize for X Y Z because we have an ownership and accountability. And and so if my wife comes and say I apologize for this, I'm like ah whatever. I don't want to hear that. Like and or I just say yeah I I, I forgive you whatever. We know that. 
that's like the demarcation, like the like like the uh, what we have for one another. It's it's like in a sense when you go to war, they have like these weapons, like these these rules of engagement, and you have to stay in the rules of the game. For us, you know, to us to fight properly or to fight to fight well. So, so you're saying you guys have a Geneva Accord? We have on a Geneva <laughs> Accord. So if my wife hit me, if my wife hit me with I apologize, I have to get to the point where I have to accept that apology. I just can't be dismissive and vice versa. So it's been some time before. Well, my wife will be like, I apologize. And I was like, I don't want to hear that right now because I know I have to accept that. And I can't be false with it and say, I, I accept your apology and I'm still I'm still angry. I'm still bitter or whatever. So, or it may be to the point where I can't accept that right now. We need to talk through what we, what, what am I frustrated about in that moment before I accept this apology? Because once I say I accept that apology, it's done. It's and dead. That's so, real. And that's so, a real, that's a real thing. I mean, we don't have it laced out like that but that is like that right and it'll be like uh, you know we we follow the ideology of like don't go to bed angry right oh yeah so we try not to do that and sometimes you don't have a choice true sometimes you just don't have a choice and sometimes you need to go to bed just so you can wake up and realize that was ridiculous fact and and i will tell you in in my in my time of i can say this now i've been married for a consistent 15 years Mm -hmm. um between two marriages, I can honestly say that most arguments at their core are kind of ridiculous. If you look at them, you're like, but you can look back on them and be like, that is just dumb that we argued about that. Like, yeah. You argued about who has the covers at night and who has the, <laughs> who put, who didn't put a, a dish in the dishwasher and right. this, that, and like, none of that really matters at the end of the day. It doesn't. But what's really behind those arguments is like, Mm. It's the lack of care, right? That's what the argument comes from. Is that somebody feels like the other one doesn't care? Appreciate, yeah. And so when when you feel that way, it's gonna it's gonna get into an argument, and that's when you have to remind yourself, like, that they do care. Like, yeah, they're maybe sometimes inconsiderate, right? Like, I I can be an inconsiderate person, mm-hmm. not intentionally. It's just I just don't think about things like yeah. that, right? Like. Like, I'll put a dish on the counter instead of in the sink or in the dishwasher. Right. I don't think to go look at them. You would think. True. That closing in on 38 years old, I would think about that at this point. <laughs> I just don't. No, bro. I, I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to change. I'm like, same here. <laughs> it's I'm, not going to happen tomorrow. And my wife right. understands that. But at the same time, in the moment, she feels like this guy is being a prick. He doesn't want to. Or, or, or my, how I feel, and I'm going to come in there and do the dishes. Yeah. But we kind of have a rule that if you cook, you don't clean. And I cook a lot. Yeah. And and they don't like when I cook because... You know you ain't cleaning. <laughs> not only that, but I use a lot of dishes. Yeah. So not only that, you make, you make it t- two times worse than anybody else is cooking. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get my cleaning privileges. It's going to be to the max, son. But I don't do it like that. I do it because I, I'm trying to cook a good meal, right? So yeah, yeah. it just happens right it's not intentional i don't intentionally put them in a position where they're gonna have to right uh, clean up a big mess it's just right kind of how it goes right no I, I i understand that and those and those are some great things that you learn over your marriage and i i think to put a button on far as the premier council aspect to it and i think this is definitely pertaining to any man out there who's listening i think one of the biggest things that premier council has helped me besides learning how to fight fair and understanding all the things come to it, it helped me to deal with my insecurity as a man what i mean by that is that I didn't realize I had an insecurity of trusting women before premarital counseling and before I had met my wife. Because it's just a natural defense mechanism where I'm not gonna trust women, therefore if I don't trust them, I don't love them, therefore I'm not gonna get hurt. So mm-hmm. on to the next. And I didn't realize I had that mechanism there and two, I didn't realize why I had that. It it stemmed back to my childhood of understanding of um. Not, not all my child. I know, I know a lot of people say, well, your childhood. And then, you know, some some type of Ferodian type of thing. I'm not saying that. But yeah, I realized when my dad and my mom split when I was six months years old, and the way they split, how my mom did my dad dirty, how my dad did my mom dirty, and automatically in my mind, I was like, I have a distrust yeah, towards a women. And then, and, then, and then I see my brothers and the way they were with their baby moms. And if like, I said, ah, I'm cool. And then when I came back from India and see most of my homeboys who were married, and they weren't married anymore. And and I'm not saying all situations like that, but many of them was because of the women doing what they were doing. It was wild out here. So nah, I'm good. So so I didn't realize I had such a distrust in women. So having premarital counsel and able to work through those feelings and the insecurity, not only deepen my relationship with my wife for her to understand me more, but it helped me to understand why I was doing what I was doing. It helped me to be more conscientious of like, I got to fight against that. You know, it's be- interesting you bring that up because when you look at somebody else's relationship, right? So yeah. like. 
there's certainly times in the past if you looked at my my wife and I's relationship and you'd be like that might not be any love there some of the arguments we've had and yeah. they've gotten particularly nasty and and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, when you think about that like yeah but you don't you're seeing this one moment uh, yeah. in time you're not seeing the whole scope of the relationship and it's something that we talk about a lot because we'll fight and talk about oh you don't care about how I feel this that and the other thing Yeah. but like at the end of the day like and I don't just love her. Like I enjoy spending time with her. I I want to like she's my best friend. Like in yeah. that sense. And so like, yeah. as so, sometimes she can wound me. Sometimes I can wound her. But we enjoy yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the wounding, okay? Not the wounding part. No, but the, I, mean, I mess the, with you. All the rest of the time, right? We yeah, yeah. really enjoy that. Like, yeah, we got our anniversary trip coming up, and it's funny because we talked about like, do we take the kids? Do we go by ourselves? Yeah. And I was like, no, this is our one weekend out of the whole year. Whole we're, year. We're kids free. We got three kids. It's a time for us to just connect and not that we don't take other time to connect but it's but a you, time for you, us you to gotta have that time yeah just alone and just be romantic and be everything we want to be in the moment and not have to worry about another voice another person another problem yeah and that's a great point that you said is the fact that once we get married and this 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 is something that i had to had to learn because i think just naturally as men when we're trying to marry somebody we we, it's like a, a, a line on the hunt. Like, we put all our focus on it. But, like, once we get married, sometimes we take our foot off the gas because we think, okay, I capture, I've captured, quote, unquote, captured the prey. Yeah. But what you're saying that you have to still learn how to date your wife when you're married. Like, dating, you know, courting your wife and doing those things. I remember my wife would tell me this at a time, like, man, you don't write me poems like you used to write me. And I was like, oh, that's real, son. Oh, you don't buy me flowers the way you used to. And I was like, well, that's yeah, real, son. I put a ring on it. Huh? <laughs> right, but, but but that's the mentality. That's the mentality yeah. we have. It is, though. You know, it but really but is. but you have to, that that's that's asinine to me. Like the things that created that fire. Why would you stop doing those things? Like if LeBron stopped at year ten and say, oh, I'm not gonna be spending a million dollars in my body anymore, and then and, and then still expect to have the same result. Like what we just say, you sow what you reap. So if you're reaping good fruit, if you're reaping oranges and 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 and, and pomegranates, and you doing these, putting the work in. Why stop doing the things that cause the pomegranates and fruits come and still expect them to still be there? So it's like, you have to, like you said, we take this time as a year, just us, that we have to reconnect, and you're still courting and dating your wife. I think that's super important. And um, I want to ask you this, this question. Um, what do you think is God's main purpose for marriage? And, and Well, you don't have to juxtapose that with society, but let's just focus on why do you think that God created the institution of marriage and how that's pertained to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, well, it's pretty evident, right? When he created man and he said, it's not good. It's the only thing that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And it's because God is a triune God in a relationship of three. Yeah. And so he he was like, you can't have an entity that's alone. Being yeah. alone doesn't really work. And as much as I love Apostle Paul, like his, his, <laughs> his call out to say, to be celibate and live that life, like, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know that. I don't know that God really called any of us to be celibate. Clearly, he called him to be celibate. More, more power to him. But it's a choice he made. Yeah, Whether yeah. Or not he was actually called to that. I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. Can't yeah. say. Yeah. But it, it, to me, like, and he had his relationship with his brothers and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah. What are you doing on them long, cold nights? I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. But hey, man, you you can't go to Midwest and, and disparage the Apostle Paul like that. Like I said, I, I love Apostle Paul. He wrote some great letters. I'm not saying that, but no, when you, when you, when you say I don't know, you implying homie doing something that's nefarious out here. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he did anything nefarious, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not even account calling into question like yeah, it, it, like his life or anything like that. What I'm saying that is that we're talking about in the in the coastal relationship. Like, oh yeah. It's, you gotta have it's very hard to not be in relationship with somebody, anybody. For sure. And then if you if you don't have a wife, mm-hmm. you're going to have somebody that, quote unquote, is your wife, whether you realize it or not. That's somebody you're going to go to. What do you mean? You're going to have a friend or somebody that is in that position, whether they should be or not. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's going to take that role. That That's your confidant. That's the person you go to and tell yeah. all your fears and yeah. troubles to and yeah. you rely on them for advice and you and they help guide your life in some way. And if it's if it's not your wife, which is the intention that God had, mm-hmm. I think you're kind of stepping on a landmine in that mm-hmm. way. I, I, I that's me personally because I got you. Because I love you. I really do. I love you, but yeah. it's not like that. Right? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. So what just so encapsulate that so you're saying that and correct me if I'm just clarifying. So you're saying God's purpose 
of marriage is to have that person that's your confidant who's there with you in those to not step on the landmines like like clarify me yeah, exactly so, what you so think. He, so he he intended for two to become one, right? Okay. And so But why? Why what's the what's the whole is to make you a better you. Okay. Right? Because if all you ever do is look at yourself yeah. alone, even if you have a good friend and yeah. you maybe take their advice or whatever, but how much can they really change you? How, how, how much are you going to say, how much are you going to grow to be a better friend? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day. Like, the things that I've grown because I'm married to my wife, the things that I've changed is because I want to show her, not that she's asked me to change. Yeah. Because she hasn't, right? Yeah. She just hasn't. And I haven't asked her to change. But holistically, internally, I say... I realize some of these things that I do are negative things, like not putting the dish in the dishwasher. Yeah, Let yeah. me change that yeah. for her sake. Gotcha. Not for my own sake. It's not something I would ever change for my sake. No, and, I, and yeah. my friend comes over to my house, and he doesn't live there. True. And says, man, your house is the best. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't because yeah, he doesn't yeah. live there. Yeah. But my wife who comes in, like I respect her, and I respect yeah. her her partial ownership, her 50-50 ownership of the, yeah. of the property in the, in the space. And so for me to disrespect her by not putting the dish up, yeah. I understand that. doesn't mean yeah. I'm perfect, but, like, I strive to change that about myself. No, I, I, th- because, I think that's because a great of that point. Very thing. And it's a great so point. So that, that was when God said, like, man can't be alone is bad because not that Adam couldn't have done it by himself. Mm-hmm. He could have. But because it wouldn't have been value there. He would have never yeah. challenged any of the the small things that he would have done. Yeah. Would have never grown. No, I, I agree. And, and and in other words, you know, um what Gene is saying is that God uses our spouse to sanctify us more than anybody else in our process of sanctification because one of the expectations that you should have going into marriage is that you're going to see, bro, I am a selfish individual. <laughs> I, that, let's be real, all of us. If you don't say that, then if, you're not looking at you're yourself. Not look, right. You're not looking at yourself, right? And, and now that your wife's going to tell you that you're selfish. You're like, okay, I want to go and hang out with the boys, and my wife is sitting home by herself every three nights out of the seven nights. Bro, you can't you can't move like that. Oh, I want to watch the game, or I want to just focus on me. You're going to see how selfish you are. And newsflash, when you have kids, you're going to see even how more selfish you are. So I, I will tell you, and I will call this into question, but if you're yeah. married, and, uh, and I'm not saying anything negative, but I, I'm just saying something for you to think about. If you and your wife spend more time apart, spending time with your other friends mm. than with each other, there may be an issue there. I'm not saying there is. Yeah. I'm not saying there is. Yeah. But I'm saying that there's a reason y'all are choosing other people over each other. No, it's real. And then if, again, and if you aren't married yet, if you're listening to this, just know that, like Gene just mentioned, God is going to use your spouse to sanctify you, to make you more like Christ. Understand? And, and let's be real. God's going to most likely give you a spouse that is not like you. <laughs> it's going to be the opposite on you. Amen to that. On purpose. Because it's going to highlight your flaws, your deficiencies, and it's going to highlight your selfishness more than having somebody who is just like you. So just know that the whole adage that opposites subtract, yeah, because God's going to bring you Jesus, that person that's different from did you. Did Jesus say we will suffer? Yeah. <laughs> for his name? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I, and, I, and I digress, and I'm not saying... That, that my wife is terrible because it's not the case. And I know you're not saying that either. No, not at all. Your just... wife is a wonderful, wonderful woman. But but the reality of the situation is that, yeah, we are going to be challenged to grow. There are going to be times where we're going to suffer. Yes. Because if, if if my wife wasn't who she was, right, I would never have changed my ways in right. any way. I would you, still be you wouldn't grow. You wouldn't be sanctified. From yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I would never have changed anything. Yeah, and ultimately, even even my kids have challenged me to grow, and that's another piece of the relationship. Exactly, spear and and those kind of things. And we'll we'll talk about kids at another time. Let us know if you want to hear about that. Yeah, but you sure, know, Kevin. I had to ask you this: is that uh, if you could go back to the night before you got married? Okay, speak to your your old self. What would you say? What advice would you give? Or would you be like, don't do it? <laughs> no, I know you wouldn't say that. I know you wouldn't say that. I would, say that. I would say that. That's, that's a good question. Um, or would you, would you even want to go back and, and speak to your former self? Probably not. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so cause more, more trouble than good, huh? Right. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like don't do that business. But I can't. <laughs> um, I, I, I probably, I probably tell my, I probably tell my younger self that you're not God, and what I mean by that is that. 
in those moments where I felt like I deserved to be right and I deserved to not forgive my wife because I was in the right or whatever situation is, I had to learn to tell myself that you're not God. And what I mean by that is that if God can forgive me for all the ratchet person stuff I've done, who am I to not to forgive her? Regardless of what it is, you know, and of course you got some stuff that definitely cross the line the scripture talks about those things like whether it's infidelity or things like that but like you mentioned a lot of the petty things that we argue about it's like it's pride it's our own ego so it's like okay you're not God so you have to love her and we'll talk about this a little bit far as like well what's the definition of biblical love but it's like you you're not God so you have to forgive her because God has forgiven you that's what I that's what I would tell myself you're not God yeah, it's funny because I was thinking along the same lines, but in a different facet. I was thinking that I would remind my former self that my spouse isn't God, mm. that that she's not perfect, right? That she's not going to forgive me every time. That she's not going to be full of mercy and grace. That she's not going to be perfection personified. And she's not going to fulfill every need that you want yeah, because that only could come from not. God. She's just not. Yeah. And so that uh, only God. And and really, it, it goes to what we talked about. A little bit earlier when talking about love, but it's the understanding of what agape love yeah. is. Like, yeah. being married, and I'll even take it a step further, like, married really helps you, but becoming a parent really <laughs> solidifies <laughs> agape love. Right. Because you really can't grasp that, like, and I've seen it even before I was married or had kids or anything, all those things. Like, I saw people get married. I've seen people have kids. Yeah. I've seen people's kids doing crazy stuff and be like, I don't know how I deal with that. Yeah. You know, when then you realize, oh, like I would because I want to. Like I, I want to be around them. Like I want, I love my kids. I love my wife. Like I want to spend time with them. I right. enjoy that. Right. No matter what, they can't really do any harm. They can't do any wrong in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do. Like they do stuff, but like I'm, I'm willing to forgive that and move on because mm-hmm. because I have a deeper love yeah. that's unconditional in that sense. I'm not looking at them through an eyes of, oh well, if you do X, Y, and Z. Then, then you're loved. Yeah, I get you. Like that conditional piece. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that's real. And I think my my wife looks at me the same way. She doesn't go, oh well, I don't love him anymore because he didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> that's just just not it. Or he didn't. It might be there. It might be there for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> she might be frustrated, but she doesn't stop loving me. Right, right. right. And that, and that's the reality. And that's where a lot of too we talked about the arguments piece. But that's where a lot of those arguments come from too. What silly stuff. And then in a moment you forget that you love them. Right. You'll love them no matter what. And yeah. so that yeah. frustration boils over like this is the 10th time this week. You yeah. did X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. And then and then you you fail to remember yeah. the reasons why, one, you chose. And that, that's another factor, too, is that you chose the relationship. Mm-hmm. And unless you're from somewhere or or some kind of cultural thing where you were forced into a marriage, you chose. Even those, they're just changing, you know? Even like, those are changing. Like but it, I know there are people that they didn't choose. That right? is and fact. So I'm not going to yeah, yeah. say that everyone chose. But, yeah, ain't no 90-day fiancé type of thing, yeah. The other but, way. But 90, I would say 95% of us at the in this country, in the United States, Oh yeah, we, we chose. We choose who we are. So, and, and that's a good point, the fact of that, what, what the biblical definition of love is that yeah, when you love somebody, you have the emotional pieces there. Like, you fall into love, you're doing everything. But let's be real, a lot of you guys are lusting rather than just loving. There's just a whole different thing. You know, you just want to smash. Just, just, just be real. You know, so, but the biblical love is the fact that love is an act of the will. Love is a choice, more than is any emotion or a feeling. Is that I'm going to choose to love this person or individual regardless how I feel in the moment. Same way that God chose to send his only begotten son that we can be saved, knowing that we sin against him, knowing that we're enemies against him, knowing that we every day are blaspheming against God and who he is in his very nature. Yet he still chose to come down and to die and suffer on the cross and rose again for we could be saved. If, if Let's be real. If God wanted to just go based off his feelings, we would have been obliterated a long time ago. But it's a choice. So with that paradigm is that, okay, that God paid love, that unconditional love is that I'm going to choose to love you regardless of what you do or say. That's what, that's what Gene goes back to says that you chose you chose this relationship. So if you with that person and say, okay, I choose to be with this individual and choose to love this person, it's not going to be okay. This person doesn't make me happy anymore. So I can't be in a relationship with them. Or oh, this, this guy doesn't make the X amount of money that I thought that we will make so I can't be with him anymore. Or this this my wife doesn't have the amount of sex that I want 
So I can't be with her anymore. I think, no, it's a choice that I'm making to choose you regardless of what the situation is because I've made that choice. That's why it says that, it says, husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church. The church is ratchet at times, boy. Yeah. Us as a church, the stuff we do and say against the blasphemy name of God to the world, it's, it's, I'm talking about us included at times, it's like, yo, but he still chooses to mediate on behalf of us on the throne of God. So, those young men that are listening out there, like understand that yes, the feelings, the emotion, like they're you being that 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 love that's it's erotic. The Bible talks about it, but it's is you making this choice that I'm going to choose to love this woman. And I think many times when we get a marriage in our country, our divorce rate is that high because we're not making a conscious choice. We're going based off our feelings, and we wake up yeah. the day after the wedding, it's like, oh, hold up, who is this person? Yeah. Who? Uh, what, what? This is much different than I than I thought. That honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. There's some at some undetermined point where you kind of out of the honeymoon phase where yeah you're not just so in love anymore and it's reality, right? But that's what I'm saying. saying. Think of what it, Paul what yeah. Paul was talking about being celibate. People like to use like oh he was talking about the the sex aspect and the t- temptation and to be sure he was talking about that some but yeah. he was also talking about the freedom. Of mobility because once you that's once true. you get true. married, it's true, you can't all move. All of a sudden, the same way you can't do whatever it is you want to do. Like you know, the the first summer I met you, fact, I was not married, yeah. and I got called to go to Sedan for the summer, and I was able to toss all my worldly belongings and go. <laughs> I can't do that now with a wife. No, we kids. literally we literally toss everything that was in there. We cut them couches, chainsaw the couches, Ch- gang, 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 gang. <laughs> And I, I wasn't illegally where we dumped that stuff out. <laughs> that, 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 that part wasn't very Christian. That wasn't Christian at, at all. But 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 my point being is that I was free to do that because I had no yeah. tie downs. That's but fair. once you make that decision, you take those decisions on, mm-hmm. and you decide to do that, yeah, then you don't have that luxury to move that way. Now sure. I will say that God can still call you to move in that way, and you don't have a choice. When God calls you, I mean, you do, but yeah. you don't. You know, what you, I mean? you may move at a couple differently, but even though it's, it's going to be different, yeah. like you said, you being alone yeah. and you being having and a wife and kids, never be, it'll never be the exact same. It's not. It'll never be the exact same, and that's something that my wife and I now talk about as, a, as me going to seminary and like the calling in my life and like what will happen. Well, we don't know. I don't think we're getting called to be a full time missionary somewhere. Kara don't want to be a pastor wife. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <But> she doesn't. <laughs> right, but we don't know, and, right. and, and we don't know if that's going to be. That's what it is. If it's going to be pulpiting, yeah, we don't know if it's student ministry. We just don't know what it is, right? And and and, uh, and, and we're but we are open to it, her included, yeah. And we are coming to terms with that fact of like, yeah, man, like it could be any time that yeah. God could say, all right, it's time to do this, and we have to be ready to be in motion, right? And that's tough because we're married, and then even tougher because we have kids, yeah. So we think like, well, we want our kids to have stability. We want them to. Yeah, the same friends and the same school and the same this and the yeah. same that. But like that, that might not be what we get. That's true. Let me drop a plug in here for like those who are married. What are some things that you felt you had to sacrifice? You know, um, once you got married and once you had kids, that was a benefit to you. Looking in hindsight, once you did those particular things, hit us up at eight one six two three nine zero four one zero or email us at. 3bm at d7lp.com. We'd love to hear from you and share your thoughts to the community of men that we have here. Um, you know, Kevin, yeah. I want to ask you this. So let's yeah. close on this, I think. But yeah. What are three things that you love about your wife? Because we yeah. some, some we've, we've been clowning a little bit on them. Been, no, you've been want... clowning. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sleeping good tonight, all right? You know, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts. So I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some three th- three so things. three things you love about your wife. I love my wife that she's very detail oriented. And okay. and when I when we first got married, I was I'm a big picture person. I'm still am. But just being with her, talking about the sanctification piece, she's I realize see the benefits of me being more detail oriented than I was. Um, especially having a business. You're gonna lose thousands of dollars if you're not detail oriented. So I love that I love that aspect about it. I love the fact that she takes on the mantle of like, how can I say this? She takes on the mantle of, like, she put her all... Because in, in our country, like, the dichotomy we have now with some women is that if you're a housewife, you can't work. Like, like they, they it's like a, it's a split that's sometimes between housewives and people who work. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and they have different sides of what they believe why you should be... My wife, like, she does both well. 
Like, she's, like, at school. She's on different committees. She's over the legal team over her school. She's on diff- She leads different things at her school. Like, she does that well in her profession. And, yes, she had to take a rein back and say, I don't want to go do X, Y, and Z because it'll take away time from the family. But she's like, does it really well. Like, she's one of the best teachers in this area in my mind because she's been nominated for the past eight years of being a teacher of the year. So, but then when she comes home, she does that well. Like, she's able to do the doing the home wife aspect very well, take care of the kids, take care of us, doing acts of services for us, as for, and, but also goes to work to us. I love that about her, that she can do both wells, that she can adapt. And, and then, yeah, this is hard work. You know, I see the work. That's why I try to help out as much as I can because I can see how draining that is. But I, I, love, I love that aspect about her. And I, I think the third thing I love about my wife is just the fact of um, she doesn't mind. She doesn't mind being the leader. She doesn't mind being a servant. Like, so let's be real. Like, our wives, yeah, she, do you, we have to give them a reason to want to follow us and lead us. But also, I think it's, like I said back in Scripture, that the fact of, like, um, in Genesis 3, that you're going to always fight to have, be over your husband. Like, ever since the beginning of our marriage, she's like, no, you lead. I want you to lead. Like, I trust you lead and, and allow me to lead. And there been moments where she, she will voice her opinion. Like, I disagree with this. I think this is trash. This is trash. You shouldn't do that. And, I, and I'm thankful for that. She, she, I never wanted to marry a, a yes woman. That, oh, yes, sir, yeah. That wasn't her. And so she very explicitly says what she thinks. But for her, is the fact that she allows me to lead. And she doesn't mind being lead. But at times, when, time, whenever scenario that we're in, whether it's inside the house, outside the house, she doesn't mind doing. Like I mentioned before, so you take over the accounting or you do this. She has the capability. So I love those three things about her. And um, that's why I think she's just so unique. And I knew I was going to be a fool if I didn't marry this one. You know, so for sure, because I was on my ways out. I, I would agree with you. You would yeah. have been, been a fool if you didn't. Because I was on my way outside the country, bro. I had my my my, I remember just my ten year visas. Yeah, bro. How foolish you would be not to. You remember? You remember it's funny the day the day we the day we start dating the day we was at Grace's first birthday. And remember, yeah. I was telling you was like, bro, bro. I think I'm, I think I'm pushing her away. I don't know if I should leave or stay. And we got that text, bloop 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 bloop. And you know, my wife, she doesn't send long text messages. <laughs> it was like this long text messages that basically when she was saying that you treat it like a job interview. You want to be with me or not be with me? I was like, oh, all right. Like I, I like that, you know. So, but I love, I love those aspects about who she is because I think they're so unique in today modern women. And I thank God I'm not on the market because I, I feel for you men out there who are listening to this or who, who I marry, who don't because the date, the dating scene today is a whole. Yeah. Beast in and of itself, and I think that's one of the reasons why we want oh. to reach out, and have this conversation because we understand the difficulties is out there. But yeah, I ask the same question for you. What What are the three things you know that you love about your wife the most? Yeah. So honestly, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think of my wife is like her ability to understand her imperfection. Mm. So she is willing to look at herself honestly. That, that introspection? She's willing to be introspective. That's dope. And then, But more than that, though, she's willing to to put work in to change. Like, she sees, okay, this is this. Let me make moves. Yeah. And so I really appreciate that because it's one thing. I, I mean, I find that incredibly sexy and attractive. Yeah. Because a lot of people aren't willing to put the work in. A lot True. of people don't want to change. They're like, yeah, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I might have X, Y, Z problem, but that's fine. Like, yeah. at least I'm not this. She doesn't make that excuse. And for me, as somebody, I really hate excuses. Yeah. I hate them to my core. And so, because I'm like, it's just not honest, right? It's just making an excuse. Like, just own it. Like, Facts. You, you, you're the one that, it's your fault. Whatever Facts. happened is your fault. So, Facts. own it. It doesn't matter why. True. You know? True. And so, I, I really love that. You know, second thing for me is uh, is is her heart. I think I, I really appreciate her heart. You know, she's always looking for ways that she can help somebody out. Mm. Uh, and we don't have a lot, but for her, willing to give what little we do have, make somebody a meal because they had a baby That's or a deaf, true. and That's very true. And, and, and make those moves. Like, I wouldn't even think about those things. I'm like, man, I'm like, we don't have it. So, like, yeah. how am I going to give what little I have? But she, no, she's willing to put that that missional heart and that that strength of Christ's heart to go and, and sacrifice that little extra what we do have. Yeah, and on that note. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Carol, you said Carol, listen to this, but shout out to her because when I came here in Missouri, I didn't have no whip. And 
She gave me her. It was I ain't gonna lie. It was a bucket, but I was sliding in the bucket. She literally sold that car to me for a dollar, and I was able to really start building what I needed here in Kansas City based off I had a means of transportation. Because living in the Midwest, if you don't have a car, you stuck, bro. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So I would like you said going back to her heart and give it to others. Like yes, I experienced that firsthand. Like she she literally gave me her car the night yeah. the night that she that Grace was born, and I appreciate that so much. And so, and, and that's and you know what's funny about that is that. Have, having a vehicle became like a, a thing for her over the years like man not being able to travel and do what I need to do and make moves I need to make because I don't have a, a vehicle yeah but never once did I ever hear him be like I should have never gave that car to Kevin mm, yeah not, not one time and so and that, that just speaks to her as a person right right and and then I honestly like and not to sound cliche but I also I really appreciate her faithfulness man like loyalty 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 like, and I don't mean necessarily to me, but of course, of course that's appreciated. But to just our family and, and to yeah. God, like the not not too many women would be willing to say, "All right, let's change everything we're doing so you can go to seminary, so that you may have to change everything that we know." Yeah, facts. Like that facts. takes a special kind of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's easy for me because I'm the one that's called. But right for her, she feels you know she, I don't know exactly how she feels, but. The yeah. fact, but all I do know, she's willing. No, I, I and agree. So that to me is just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are three things for sure, and I could probably sit here for. No, we could say we could definitely hours, say more. You know, know. I'm saying more, but I'll concur. Like yeah, I know Kara's an amazing person. You know, and it's funny, right? And I want to say this to some of the young men. I know when we when we when we look at a woman we want to be with or whatever, just as men, let's be real. Are we visual people? We're visual. We're going to see, is she a baddie or is she not a baddie? So it's like for us, like, that's what it catches. But it's funny listening to Gene, listening to myself. Everything that we said about our wives are intangible things. <laughs> so That's so, a maturity level. No, it is it, it is a maturity level, but it's also come to the point where I let them know, like, yo, your wife can be the baddest chick on the earth, but she, you got to have more of a substance that's there to... You you as an individual have to, to be there to be with somebody who has more than just those things. And you have to be able to help cultivate who she is as a person. Everything that Jean said, the same way that she sanctified Jean, Jean sanctified her. So just look at that. I know that um, looks are important. You should be attracted to your, your, your woman. Don't get me wrong, but I understand it got to be much more I mean, than that. Is the first piece of the puzzle. But for men, be, yeah, because that's what we see. Than that. Go, I mean, I think it goes for everybody. It's, deep, it's, it's deeper than free lunch, like Trick Daddy said. It's deeper. What, because women aren't going to give you a second chance if you're if you're a, a ugly dude either. Yeah. But like but, Skippy, yeah, I feel bad for Skippy. <laughs> but like, yeah. but the reality of the situation is like, at a certain maturity level, you realize there's more to that puzzle than just the looks. When we were all right. in our youth, yeah, we we were dating and going crazy because you didn't care, and all you cared about was, yeah, is she arm candy? But now, and that's not to say my wife or your wife is not attractive. That's just not true. But the facet of the matter is. You needed more than that. Yeah, you got you got to be more. And, yeah, but that, that's that's the maturity I piece the I mentioned. Now I had to have the potatoes too. Right. That's 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 the maturity piece. Like yeah. for us, we realize like that's we need more than that. And um, so and so I would I would call I would call and say question that like if you're yeah. if you're in a serious relationship, been with somebody for a while, yeah. examine that. Is this somebody I'm with because of surface level stuff mm-hmm. or deeper level stuff? And if there's deeper level stuff, okay. Yeah. And if it's surface level stuff. How do you get to deeper level stuff? Yep. And I can't tell you that because, it, it, honestly, I can't. It's different for everybody, and, and yep. you have to discover those things about that person. Yep. And uh, and vice versa. like those, And understand, okay, is this woman with me because of the surf level stuff or the deeper level stuff? So it's like, and um, we that and again, the data market nowadays is just, it is, it's crazy, man. But I want to close with this and just saying that if you're married out there or not married, that choose love. When I mean by choose love, is that's a choice. It's a decision that you have what to make. I know that song. That that country <laughs> song you were playing earlier, I was like, what what is this? But that song I know. I know that song. For all this country music I hear. Sound like Elvis, but it might not even been Elvis. But anyhow, but but choose love because and it's it's and love is an act of the will more than it's just emotion and just the the fluttery feelings that you know, we've been sold to in Disney because they, they really tell you about after it says live av- uh, uh, happily ever after. We never hear about the after, ever after piece. And it's so much, and that's uh, what most of life is consistent of. It's to choose love. What did you say earlier? What? Do you love or do you like? Facts. 
Facts. And like like Gene said, if you want a Hall of Fame marriage, you got to put in the you work better, to be a Hall of Fame. Like. Right. <laughs> better love a lot like. You, you don't want to be a bust like Anthony Bennett. I'm just saying out here. He was number one pick and he was a bust. You got you got to love. If you don't if you want to be like Giannis Antetokounmpo and not be like Ben Simmons, put in that work. Put in that work. You know, so, but yeah, choose love. You know, um, um, don't forget to hit us up at 816-239-0410 or hit us up at... Uh, the 3BM at D7LP.com. We love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your concerns, your prayers. We love to pray with you and to share those things online if you want us as well. Give us your consent. But yeah. Um, I'm going to close this out real quick in prayer and then you know, we'll call us a day. For sure. Father God, we just, we love you. We love the fact that you loved us. You loved us before we were even knitted together in our mother's womb, Father. That you are the true example of love. That That is you, Father. That you are love that you show us love you exemplify love to us for us to love others the same as you love us father we're we're terrible at it and we ask your forgiveness now for the the inability to love the same way that you love and that you would just open our hearts and minds father god that we would be able to be receptive to your love and to sharing out that love to others father god and that for those of us that are married father that you would continue to help us strengthen our marriage so that we can be honorable in your sight, Father God, that it will be good in your sight. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Grace and peace.